Hi, uh, this is a bonus content episode. Uh, basically, what you're going to find here is a really rambly, going in circles discussion of the final Group B episode, as well as um, some discussion topics that we had. Um, I think we were all kind of tired, and this has been going on for a while, and I I don't know if all of this is up to the standard that we've wanted to put out, so I'm not labeling this as a mainline episode, but there is some stuff in here that might be interesting to some people. Um, also, I think there might be some explicit language in this one, so just another warning on that front. Okay, uh, enjoy if you can. Thanks. Sir Mark, you guys have thoughts on this one? Uh, I mean, honestly, for Group B, I think it was basically just like a caravan of horrors throughout all of it. I mean, yeah. they, they just seem to get um, bad choice after bad choice. Not necessarily them choosing it, but it seemed like everything they stumbled into just stacked on top of it without them uh, really being able to, to do much more than catch their breath. I mean, there was times that they were just thrilled to get a long rest. So I, I think as we're stepping forward, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be a lot worse in, in arc three than, than where we left off. In what way? Um, I, I think this whole ringing of the bell is just going to uh, catastrophically impact them in, in just a bad way. I have a feeling that not only is he going to take the bell away, there's going to be some pretty significant punishment that goes along with it. And that's, and that's a thing we don't know. I, I think a lot of that is going to come down to Dutch rules. It's going to come down to not necessarily diplomacy, but um, how they treat the situation, how the Dutch rules have him respond to the situation. It could be, okay, I'm taking that toy away from you. Um, all your friends are staying dead. <laughs> And all my friends are dead. All and my friends then, are dead. And then we're gonna find out what Sogoth took from Elena. Can I ask? Um at the end of that episode, did it? Because this is what my visceral reaction was at the time. Did it not feel finalized? There there was a conversation to be had, but I felt like it was like a this happened. So I'm going to tell you the repercussions, and then you're going to go from there. Oh, I don't think so at all. No? No, I, I took it as every, the ritual completed, even though it, I don't think the ritual went all that great. Based on <laughs> really? All the hurdles. Based off what? Yeah, the was there a spider show. demon? Yeah. <laughs> was, was there? Was there, that there was. A, is that really a big deal? Can I say? I'm so happy it wasn't Darmok. <laughs> yeah, every I, I have said many times on the Discord, everything can't be Darmok. Are, are we sure this isn't going to end in Darmok? Hmm? Hmm? Oh, he'll be there, uh, hmm? but, but not all the time. But I just, um, it no, was I don't, really. I don't, I, was Sorry, say, I, I don't think it's finalized. I think it. I think it's got a starting point, and I think. There is about 20 different ways it can go, depending on their reactions and Dutch rolls. I brought mm. it up in the last episode. I don't think any decisions 
about anything regarding the bell ritual um, were made in that episode, other than the fact that they actually managed to summon Zekna. And I know, I know some people believe that might not be the case. I believe Remy thinks it might be a demon in disguise. I truly believe with that crit at the end, I believe that's Vecna that they're talking to. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if it had been some less than stellar role at the end, maybe. But even even that's really reaching and, and kind of a bait and switch. But the fact that the to finalize the ritual, it was a crit. And yeah. knocking Sogoth back through the portal and the way it all wrapped up. I, there's no way that's a bait and switch. And I wow. even asked, I think during the extended rest, if something, it was either during the extended rest or the living in Theria, I asked if it was possible that something made it out of the portal behind Sogoth and, you know, without any of the group noticing, and Jason said no. So I think that's Vecna they're talking to. I don't think any decisions on whether or not people or a person will be resurrected have been made. Um, like Steve said, it's, I think it's going to come down to roles. Uh, yeah. Like, I brought it up last thing last time, but, you know, they might not even get to choose who gets to come back. I, I think that's going to be a crux of it, is they may get one, both, neither. Uh, it's up in the area. And I, I agree. I don't think any decisions for anything ARC 3 have really been made. Like, for all we know, Vecna's going to be like, okay, well, I sent so- Sogoth through the portal. That was my, you know, my there's your one. That's your one. Have fun. I Can don't. We... Go ahead, Casey. I don't feel at, at most there is a single role for who comes back. And that would be the most. I think everything. I don't think it's necessarily been decided like in game. But I think whatever hasn't been decided will just be Jason behind the scenes going this are your options. There's going to be at most one rule and it will be a decide all for this, that, or whatever at most. Besides that, I think maybe this is um, me falling into the end of an arc thing, but I think that has been decided. I think going forward, it's going to be the result of whatever happens. Well, I mean, Jason said we're, we're B, we're picking up, like, at that moment. You know, Arc 3 is going to start at that moment with the discussion with Vecna, because I think he's right in that there would be a riot if they skipped over that in Arc 3. It's like, oh, there was a god there. That's fine. To see them talk to them. But I think it's only one rule. I don't think it's a amalgorithm of a bunch of different things. I think it's just that one thing. I think it's going to be half their first episode. I think it might be the whole uh, first episode. Might mm-hmm. be I think it'll be 20 minutes. Dashik's comment? Dashik's? Hello? Yep. Um, I'm stepping onto your lawn. <laughs> 20 minutes, old man! <laughs> <laughs> um... I have no idea what's going to happen with that. I, I, I have ideas of what I think would be fun to happen, but uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone for a while. I don't think you can start an arc with an episode that is all retrospective. 
But it's not retrospective. Every future is already retrospective. Unless he comes up with one that hasn't been discussed, which would be way out of nowhere and like no one has any idea, everything else has been regurgitated. I mean, I think they're going to get, like we we know Jason's talked about the gods getting more involved. So I'm thinking they're going to get their like arc three mission. Has he? Basically. Yeah. He has. Yes. Oh, where was that? Maybe that last extended rest, I think. Or, yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah, it was so, mentioned. I, I think Vecna has that, like, as you were saying, he knows kind of how this meeting's going to go, and he's not going to argue with mortals too much, but I think Do he's you probably th- got a job for them. So, Is there any chance you think both? It's got to be one or the other, right? I, I, think I don't know. I mean, one, one or the other what? That Person, there. if one of them comes back, oh. it's got to be one, right? No, I think there's. I think there's a possibility of both, or neither. Mm-hmm. Okay, ne- I don't feel like neither is equal weighting with both. There hasn't been. There's been hardly any actual death amongst cast and players. I mean, I brought this up last time, but that's because that's come down to good roles. On other people's parts. But is that satisfying storytelling wise? I would argue, yeah. I think it can be. Do you, TV shows don't, okay, shows don't work like that. Shows don't work like that because you need to mix up cast. I mean, I think it could be hard to like justify, like, okay, here it's Vecna, like, I got this thing. This is the only reason I'm going to bring somebody back. It's because I need you guys to do this thing with the demons or whatever. Here's just one of them back. That's what you get. Like, it would almost make sense to do both or neither to me. Like, I don't understand the middle ground of just one other than some meta thing of like, oh, the show needs a dead PC. Like, I don't well, know. Because it's not then, just up to Vecna, though, right? It, it would have to be like... If he's gonna be bringing two people back, I think Jason has said before, like that—that's a—that's uh, not easy. That's going. And, and the gods have, have to work as a team to decide things. You know, it's got to go past the Raven Queen. It's got to go past. That's I what I was gonna say. The Raven yeah, Queen I, might not be down for like, oh yeah, these two people died, but man, just take them both. I think it's a lot higher chance that it's gonna be like either they, you know, Vecna's gonna say, okay, choose one or the other, or. We have decided as a team, like as in the gods, that you guys get blank person back. I I would almost feel in in my head, it's like you choose one or the other, or you get neither. Well, that's based on nothing. That's just being a granted he's a god, but that's just being petulant. I've also played and, a lot with Jason. Yeah, we, we all have experience with that, but um, I, that's where I think it'll come down to multiple dice rolls. How, if he sees them as petulant children playing with a toy, meddling where they don't belong, I they've don't, had chances. Uh, it, it really do you depends. get the feeling the group is petulant? No, I don't get that feeling. No, it's whether he interprets them as petulant. I don't think, like, and like, this whole point is to argue over these minute points, right? Because yes. I don't feel like Jason would create a god that would create petulance out of a group that, for whatever this group is, petulance is not. 
Yeah. And I don't think can. it would go that way, but supposing he steps in, they pitch their request to him of we did this ritual to bring back our two friends. There's a dice roll. That's kind of my point because he didn't step in. They pulled him in. Mm. So right, I feel it. it's like fail or pass. I don't think you can see the thing is I feel like Jason's made a point to say like t- the gods are the gods. They're powerful. They got caught out once by the Eladrin. Mm-hmm. You don't pull them in somewhere. They decide to take notice. Except that God created this weapon or this artifact for that reason. Maybe to catch his attention. Hmm. Also, I don't, we're going to move past this pretty quick. Here, yeah. I think, but um, <laughs> I think 14 the, uh, minutes in, we're going to move quickly past. Yeah. I do think there is a little thing to the petulance thing. Not that I'm totally on board with that, but they did ring this legendary bell twice in a month, which probably it hasn't been rang That's in a long fair. time. Yes. So anyway, let's <laughs> move on to our discussion stuff here. I think we're already hitting our runtime of our first wrap up thing. So uh, we got a few topics down here. Um, we'll just kind of go through them in, in order, which I picked earlier. Uh, I just have kind of a fun one, which is like, could Calden be remembered as a villain someday? And I was just kind of looking at his like actions and arc as a character and thinking like, this would make a pretty good backstory for the guy that eventually was like the big bad of some story. So he has a lot of ambition. He takes a lot of chances. There's the death of a friend that could affect him in a bad way. He murders small animals and sometimes larger <laughs> ones. Like... <laughs> You know, he could have summoned this horrible... Which is worse. So that's just my fun thing. It's like, Calden could easily become... Like, he could have become in that last episode, like, the guy whose friend died who summoned this demon, Detheria, and, like, ruined the world. So I think he walks a line that could easily lead to... Yeah, Calden wasn't a great guy. In fact, he kind of ruined things. So... Um, the, the remembered as a villain part is hard, though, because only the party knows about it and only half of them know about the little critters and some of that stuff um now if it's if you're looking back on it as how did this guy become this horrific serial killer and you get to look (laughs) at all of the past history yeah (laughs) but if intent matters then he's a hundred percent clear Is he doing it for the greater good? Is that what we're going for? <laughs> I feel like Calden's been pretty clear on that. Like everything he's ever chosen has been towards usually, a greater good. It's usually for the good of other people, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's like villains that start that way too, right? That are like, oh, I just need to do this thing. That could be. Oh, Nothing we've seen has pointed anywhere. The last episode could be a turn away from that. Absolutely. Okay, I think that's enough on my Calden thing. Um, Ames is making changes to hers. I am so. not. I'm adding notes. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I, that was meant to be mine because okay. I had something else before. I think I might have clicked around and messed something up on the spreadsheet. But uh, Ames, oh, what are you, you going to talk about? There's a oh. spreadsheet. There <laughs> <laughs> um, so mine was just whether or not uh, we feel that adventuring groups have the right to make decisions for 
other people in the world. Mostly it was in relation to the Tamara Rose, um, Tamara Rose, Tamara Grayson situation. Uh, we gone into a little bit with the group A slavers. Uh, you know, it's just that for us, they're the main, the main characters of the show is these groups. But in the big picture of Theria, they're just another group of adventuring people who take it upon themselves to become judge and jury in some cases. There, There's no right answer to that. It's literally who you are as a person. My answer is, if you can make that choice, you deserve to make that choice. Yeah, and I mean, it. sometimes it just comes down to, you know... But that's not a moral question. Like who that, wins in a fight? You know? And does that necessarily make the winner the right person? That's the problem when you have a podcast full of people that are good. You assume characters and everything are eventually going to lead out good. So you're not always going to root for them? Not everyone's guess, a hero. No, I, I sure, guess... Sure, DRP either. started half a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> but before that... <laughs> There's no, like, we don't... Go ahead. If you compare the difference between, you know, vigilanteism, which is, I think, kind of what Ames was getting at. Sure. Um, you know, vigilanteism has its, has its place, mm-hmm. but where's the line between that and a, a pack of murder hobos? I think the line is where you are, and for a lot of Theria is... Despite the cultured city centers, there's a lot of wild, wild west of it. And vigilantes are super useful in wild, wild westes. Right. It's all very west. gray, and, and not right. every mission is go map a keep or go right. kill these bandits. Yeah. It, it is a chart of dark gray to light gray, and it's not a good or bad hero villain. Mm-hmm. It, but yeah, when you're on the road and you have to make a decision that I'll go back to arc one Carter thought he was making a great decision for the entire world. Was it a great decision for all the non-human races? Probably not. You know, it, it's every villain is still the hero of their own story in their head. It's, it's one of those where it's easier to make on the road because it's li- like when they ran into slavers on the road, it's easy kill the slavers there's less slavers in the world that's fine if you kill four slavers in brightport you haven't solved anything that's also assuming going back to the last thing assuming you know they're slavers before sure yeah yeah Yeah. also something that kind of gets glossed over is that group a also murdered that group of minotaur but yeah we're maybe like extorting people for money but because they wanted to build themselves a home I so mean, they said. <laughs> that's a pretty strong allegedly. I mean, it just seems kind of, we don't know for sure, right? Because they murdered them all. Okay. Uh, we're so going to move that on. That was just my discussion time. Anyway, no. Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to. Uh, damn it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Settle up. <laughs> Casey's having a party, I think. Casey just oh. rage quit. we're gonna move on i think the sheiks had a topic um what is that what are we talking about um what's a dish sheiks i actually i i struck it off because it's it it, it. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's actually <laughs> less about group B and more about um, the, uh, the the thing with the Eladrin. So we haven't really gotten into that. So I think we can skip over that. Okay, that's fine. Uh, let's go to one that I know you wanted to talk about the last time that you weren't here for, which is uh, Resurrection. Which <laughs> we that was about, Yeah, we talked about with Group A. So um, coming back to Resurrection, um, a lot of us were here and talked about this last time, but I'll give you a chance to talk about like your thoughts on what happened with the resurrections in arc two and i don't know anything else that you wanted to bring up in that regard uh, sure so <laughs> in general i don't like resurrection in D D at all so uh i'm probably in a pretty small minority from that perspective but well, one of the things that i think uh, is frustrating about it is that, that it kind of takes away uh from dramatic moments so uh for for example, with Calden uh, uh, reacting to 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 Braylon uh, more than Larg, of course, but uh, you know that was a really dramatic moment. But then, uh, for me, I'm I'm sort of listening to that, thinking, oh, well, this is going to be a, a Bell of Ecna thing." So it kind of you know just takes away from the 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 dramatic effect. Um, but but I, but I think but didn't but, what came after that when when they used the Bell of Ecna was that also not also dramatic. Can I ask a question before we get into how many of us here? There are one, two, three, four, five, six. Craig is not an actual being of intelligence. No, Craig is the recorder. So six of us. How many of us messaged Jason about resurrection after or near this episode? Not me. Not me. Did. It's just me? I did. God. Okay, two of us. Okay. That's less than I thought, but at least I'm not alone. But where were you going with it? I I was gonna I thought it would be more, so I was gonna ask if (laughs) wanted to share their private message. (laughs) So So I I tend to just post things on the Discord. I don't I don't like email Jason or message him that often about this kind of thing. So I'm oh, sure I talked about it. Him, huh? Yeah, okay. I figure he gets enough little phone notifications. So <laughs> whatever considerate person, <laughs> I like to feel important. So yeah, I definitely get the the drama thing. Um, but yeah, I think we talked about last time it can lead to other dramatic stuff, which like the, the bell thing was definitely a dramatic episode. So well, I, that's a thing. My, I, I, yeah, my question was like, what was the immediate visceral reaction of it? Of, like, of them dying? Time? Yeah, but also like as soon as resurrection brought up. And it goes back even further when Jameson was brought up because there was it, like a whole bunch of resurrections at once. It, it it goes back a little bit to a Chekhov's gun thing. The people who had a means to resurrect, whether it was Donovan with the armor, whether it was Keldon with the bell, whether it was Larg knowing Ellen, if you have a means to do a thing and then you have a need to do that thing, you're probably going to do it. 
Sure. So it's it's a matter of the ability being in the world. You know, it it may have come around at some point. If no one had died, maybe it would have never been an issue. But the means and the desire were both there. Okay, I have a follow up because um, my response to Jason actually. It it wasn't straight about resurrection, but considering how resurrection was built up in Theria, as it's not easy, it's not without consequence. Before the last episode in the cave with the demon, how did you feel resurrection was dealt with before that in the last few episodes? I thought it was fine. Um, and I know Rob brought this up last time that he didn't feel like Larg's first, first death had as much impact because we lost Ellen as a trade, but at the same time, as a person in the world, Larg just lost someone who meant a great deal to him Hmm. to bring him back, which he probably wouldn't have wanted to come back. Um, Donovan didn't have as much of a sacrifice losing, um whatever that guy's name was. Kirkland. Kirkland, thank you. Whatever um, that guy was. Whatever that guy was. Um, whatever you say, wiki guy. I, I Whatever. Um, <laughs> sometimes I get bested. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's things have been lost, and those are items, whether it's a scroll of resurrection or a item or a person, those are one less chance in the future to have that get out of jail free card. Do you guys value that semantically or as a storytelling prop? Cause a little, little of both. Okay. Here it, I, I will full divulge into what I sent Jason after the series of resurrections before even this last bell tolling thing was my problem was y- yes. Ellen was a sacrifice and Kirkland was in theory, a sacrifice for the most part. They were sacrifices that took off off screen. They were a series of roles that were not really something we saw, but something that meant something off screen. The only resurrection that I felt satisfied about that I can remember and arc one or two is when Una went and fought the death angel with the other people. And I feel like there's you, you can't fully appreciate the gravity of resurrection. If it is just something skipped over, even if it's an NPC dying, I feel like you need the drama that comes with it. Yeah, and, which and that- he added into the cave, which is why I felt what whatever happens with the cave bell tolling is more effective than either of those two coming back. And that the Ambin one is the same way, right? Like that was a pretty dramatic thing that led to Ambin's resurrection too. It was the whole episode. It, devoted was to it, it that dramatic though? Because the actual like coming back wasn't rolls. No, but we don't know what the price was. Oh, oh, Ammon. No, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Ammon was the demon thing. Yes, totally. Yeah. As long as there is a way that we get to see 
I feel like that's what makes resurrection worth it. If you don't get to see that, I don't feel like it, it carries that weight. Yeah. And it, it should be doled out sparingly. And sadly, yeah. some, sometime in, you know, the 40 to 50 range of episodes. Yeah. There were a whole bunch of people who died and mm-hmm. a lot of them got back up. So, you know, we'll see what they make of it. I, I trust Jason will tweak the rules and make post death interesting. Like, you know, you had the Larganator and the mental stability problem with him. Um, that people don't necessarily just come back fine. So no, it, it's, yeah, like, it's yeah. a matter of how it's played. It, it There have been resurrections on the show where it was cheap and easy. Hey, we have a scroll. Okay, let's do this. You know, and there wasn't necessarily a lot of forethought or risk involved with any of it. You know, I, I don't feel we're that way. I mean, my argument back when we talked about it last time was really that it 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 did seem easier than it should be. Um, you know, and, and a lot of the, what a it, lot of that broke. was attributed to good rolls. Mm-hmm. That's what that was my point last time was that they rolled really well and got really lucky. We also had like there hasn't been a resurrection in a lot for those, and I felt like it was a case of. 50, like 40, 50, 60 episodes of uh, Resurrection doesn't come cheap. Hadn't come up at all. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, a couple of dice rolls, good, and yeah, you're fine. You're back alive. So I feel like the talk about how tough it was was greater than the actual getting there. I mean, if you, if you, if you take it in, in a meta perspective... And you think about how long we saw Larg when he first went down and, you know, what, what level he was. And you think about in, in the larger world, would someone in Ellen station knowing the risks make that kind of a sacrifice or was it, or was it just because it was story driven? You know, I, I don't think that there's a whole lot of, uh, people in the backstory that knowing the risk of dying would literally make that decision. And, and that was kind of what I was getting at last time too, was, you know, you think about how many people that, you know, that not just saying, Hey man, I'd take a bullet for you that knowing that the bullet is there would still do it. Right. So a couple of things, I think, uh, Lesson learned. If you're playing in Theria, write some clerics in your backstory. That's a great <laughs> joke. <laughs> and a team also, of high-powered clerics. We're uh, kind of running out of time on this, so I think we got one more topic, which is Steve's topic. Uh, we can go with Mark's if you want. Oh, I've gotten lost on the spreadsheet, so... <laughs> Marcus the spreadsheet has devolved into chaos. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Okay. Mine, mine, <laughs> mine was more just a discussion of villains um, in Arc 2. Because as I was listening to um, the first episode where Ripley appeared, not the one where he was in the bar, but when... Did you guys talk about that moment, by the way? In the bar? Uh, or the or, interrogation room where she freed yeah, him? A little bit, yeah. Um, but when they when Braylon and Calden were in there talking to him. Did you guys reach inexcusable for the things she did? 
No, but we talked about how she kind of hides things from the party a little bit. So I'm going to go inexcusable. <laughs> like, okay. Noted. But and, anyway, as I was listening, that's where I got my inspiration <laughs> for the um, villains conversation of one. How good is Jason at coming up with villains and the flavor varieties between you have a Ripley who is clearly crafty and capable and, you know, trying to lead his team and elevate his life. And then you get kind of a Trent who's kind of a half-assed, you know, drunk and, and sort of useless and may or may not still be stuck in a closet. You know, up to, and we didn't see her this arc yet, to the Countess or to, where's my list of people? Someone wrote me a list of people. Um, <laughs> we don't have wrote, minions. Sorry. You know, Tamara could have been a villain had she stayed around a little bit longer. You know, There's a lot of people they just meet on the road. And going back to arc one, Cecil was a pretty fun villain, but he was low level. You know, And you never know who these people are going to grow up to be. You know, Carter in the early episodes was virtually no one. He was a one-line dude who just had to deliver a book. And now, you know, then he's Jason. The- yeah, he's very. I I do like. Maybe the best thing he does is he leaves open-ended NPCs, and you can choose which way they're going to be. Yeah, and you can almost flowchart it. Of okay, this guy's got some skills. What is he qualified for? Where could he make himself go? You know, and it, it, where are we agitating him at? Yeah. As most groups tend to do. And they go towards that. Yeah, but the the, the, the building of villains in, in the world, whether it be a Darmok, who is high level, clearly, um, how... how how even do they get there is is kind of the question. You know, the, these people who start off as such a small, almost meaningless portion of a story, a, a, a dude from someone's backstory who's going to get killed in the first episode they're introduced in, still beyond death ends up being the dude. You know, it's the villains think, on the show are crazy. Yeah, I think the, the black hand is that too. Like, I have not gone back through to figure out who Lauren was this back in arc one, apparently. Oh, maybe one of you but that. both of those were created by the same thing. You know that, right? I um so Carter was kind of created by the fact that group one went on this adventure and just left. I also asked Jason in a free for all. How was this black hand created? And I believe the answer was, we can't tell you everything, but imagine that the most powerful people at the time that showed themselves vanquished after they got rid of them and then those people left. There was a vacuum. And that's where she came into play. So it's all created by character choices. Jason is just really fucking good at maneuvering those choices into mm-hmm. things that carry on forward. 
Yeah, some player mentions one yeah. thing that happened and suddenly it's a plot thread on the other side of the country. Yeah, I mean, it was literally like they cleared out the black hand of that time. And then who took over had no one to oppose them besides a racist Agent Carter who just wanted to annihilate other races. That's pretty easy to gain power elsewhere and there. Hey, Mark. It's all group one's fault. <laughs> we got five minutes, Mark. Hey, Mark, wake <laughs> up. So the, I guess the thing that I was going on, and I don't think it would take the full five minutes, was really just making that point of when we've got these players that are calling out their own shortcomings that Jason may have missed. So in, in this arc, it was... Uh, I think it was Valerie calling out the the armor situation in episode nine, but we see that fairly often that there's there's an honesty to the difficulty where they're they're trying to help things be as accurate instead of trying to quote win. Yeah, I mean, like even Brilliant uh, Alex mentioned that as a player during the fight with the dragon, he knew that his positioning was no good but that Braylon would not be thinking that way. I didn't mean that ended up. We know where that ended up, but I think you've got it. Like, it's nice to see that they're more committed to that, to, like you said, to honesty than trying to quote unquote, win the game. Cause it I makes for better meta- storytelling. Yeah. They meta into the story instead of metaing around it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I think the last thing is maybe just kind of give everybody a chance to give a a last thought on um, the group and kind of, I don't think we can even speculate about where we think they'll go from here because we have no idea what's going to happen in the the next episode, but just like your overall thoughts or feelings about the arc and like what you're going to remember about this group the most. And I think for me, like just a couple of Theriathon episodes and the crazy cart thing, like, those really sum up the group for me uh, pretty much. I'll remember werewolf suplexes and uh, cyclopses on mountains. And, you know, it's just a, a crazy fun group. And I enjoyed listening to it a lot. So maybe my fave, probably my favorite group of Arc 2 for sure. So um, somebody else. I'm good. I would take from something Casey said earlier, from Olena's, you know, b- rock bottom moment. You know, I can't do this anymore. To her turning around and opening a giant can of whoop ass on the portal and Sogoth and anything that decided to stand in her way. Um, I think she's going to come back empowered, may- maybe less, depending on what we find out might have been taken from her. But I think in that fight, in in getting to have a chat to chat, a chat to chat with a god um elena may come out of this next bit even more determined and stronger than we've seen her ames um i mean i'd have to agree i think this is i like all the groups i think this groupie might be my favorite um and what am i gonna i'm i think i'm just gonna miss how insane like well maybe we'll see a little bit more of it in arc three but just how insanely things can swing for this group like they've mentioned it before they have really good dice days 
And they have some really bad dice days. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that'll bring. Sounds good. Add the sheiks. Yeah, well, one of the things I really liked about Group B is that the I, I think everybody in the group gets involved and has uh, really important moments at times. Uh, is, some, sometimes it's hard for, for individuals to get, you know, to jump in and, during a session or whatever. But I think uh, everybody in the group at, at, over the, the whole span of the ARC 2 has had really key moments. And that, that's fun to see. And, and we get to see a lot of character development out of that. And um, I, I really appreciate that from Group B. I think that's one of the things, one of the things I like the most about them is, is just that balance. There's a, there's a lot of interaction and a lot of uh, individual actions that uh, make the, the group stand out. I totally Every, agree. Everyone took a chance and did some kind of wacky plan. Uh, let's do Mark and then we'll end with Casey. Well, as a as a listener that only started listening like eight to ten months ago, um, for me, Group B was the easiest to feel like I really got their dynamic. Um, it it seemed like they they had that group feeling, and even though there was sometimes bickering in between it, it just made it really easy to follow. So, out of the dynamics, I think I appreciated Group B's dynamic um, more so than the others. Although I kind of liked. Um, group C's arc uh, as far as from a storyline perspective a little more. Okay, Casey, big thoughts on Group B. Hi, Boo. So, honestly, um, I'm going to leave at the end because I don't think there's two people I trust more to come up with a new character or any character that I trust as Alex and Jameson. Hmm. So I don't care whether they come back in this group with new characters or they shift groups around to change dynamics up a little bit, which is something every TV show does, every movie does, every whatever. That would be fine. Or they just make new characters. But I trust in those two making characters that will fit either either coming back as their old characters with a new twist or new characters. And then second of all, whether if they come back somewhere else, but I just think both of those two know what they're doing, have plenty of ideas. And I think this group did as much to carry through the forward plot for everyone as anyone. And I just think regardless of what happens, this next episode is going to be a blast. And then it's just a matter of fitting in pieces and I don't know, it's, it's going to be really good. Um, yeah. I, I would definitely agree. Um, yeah. I, I would I, also say that I'm, like some of the characters, some of the players have talked about, like, I wrote this great backup character and then they don't get to play him and they seem a little disappointed. Alex has been saying that for like 12 months. <laughs> okay. Well, he needs and a lot honest, of them to be fair. Here's what's weird. So, uh, Sheik's can back me up on this. I, I know Larg from Patreon Group One. So, like, I do Larg before he ever became a part of the show. Jameson has had Larg in the tank for 
I'm sure he has other characters. Alex is constantly referencing other characters he could play. Like, I'm not worried. G- group, like, this group will be fine, regardless. Yep. Um, shit's already been set off, but they're going to be great. It's going to be fun. It's a really good group. If they stick together, if they split them apart somehow, that's fine, too. I, I, Because, honestly, I do believe... It's a, like, if you pay attention to TV shows, you don't keep the same cast. It has nothing to do with whether they're great at what they do or not. It's just, like, you want to create new dynamics. I totally believe those two are capable of creating new dynamics on their own. But if not, split them up, and all of a sudden you have new dynamics, too. So, whatever. They're both great. It's going to be fine. Okay, I think we're going to leave that there and we're going to wrap this thing up. And thanks everybody for listening. And we'll be back to do a group C. I think it's in August sometime. So thanks everybody. Bye.